Hello, welcome to the For the Love of Film podcast. I am your host, Scott David Chase. This episode, I'm going to be talking about Solo, a Star Wars story, the second anthology Star Wars film. Um, They're the sort of standalone films, although the you know definition of what what these anthology films was going to be has changed since they first introduced it. Uh, the first one was Rogue One, a Star Wars story, and then this one is Solo, a Star Wars story. They're supposed to stand on their own, be their own stories that don't have anything to do with the narrative of the um, you know the the trilogy of trilogies, the Skywalker family uh, stories of the main saga. Um, the first one was about the obtaining the plans to the Death Star, which are then, uh, you know, taken from the Princess Leia takes them and puts them in R2-D2, thus setting in motion the events of Star Wars Episode Four: A New Hope, a.k.a. the first Star Wars movie. And this one is uh, a, an origin story of Han Solo. Um, uh, as I'm recording this right now, it's about 9.45 a.m. on May 24th, uh, so it's about 13 hours before I'm about to see Solo, a Star Wars story, but as I'm a, I'm a huge Star Wars fan, this episode will be just talking about Solo, a Star Wars story, and it will be spoiler-free, so don't worry, you can listen to this if, if you want to. Um, uh, I'm going to talk a little bit right now about my thoughts and my um, trepidations about this particular film before I see it, and then I will, uh, you know, there'll be a slight pause, and then I will give my thoughts after seeing it initially uh, for what I'm sure will be the first time. Um, all of the Star Wars films I've seen in the theater multiple times. Um, you know, going from The Empire Strikes Back on, I I did see the original Star Wars film as a child in the theater, but I don't remember the initial viewing of it because, you know, I was only 18 months old when the first one came out in 1977. Um, my first memory of seeing a film in the theater was The Empire Strikes Back, and then um, my first memory of seeing a movie on opening day was The Return of the Jedi, where my father took me and my older brother to see it. Um, I didn't, I had no concept of the concept of a film opening on a particular day. Um, I'd remembered seeing TV commercials for The Return of the Jedi and telling my parents I wanted to see it, and they had to explain to us that it wasn't out yet. And I didn't understand what that meant. And then, you know, my father took us to see it. Um, so, you know, first of all, this is the shortest amount of time between Star Wars films with this. It, you know, uh, it's just over five months since Star Wars Episode Eight: The Last Jedi came out in theaters. Um, it's been out on uh, home video for about two and a half months. Um which I had, even though I bought the Blu-ray, uh, I don't have a Blu-ray player uh, at my disposal. Presently, most of my belongings are in, in a storage unit. So I haven't revisited it. And this, I, 
this is the first of the Star Wars films that Disney has released that I'm not overly excited about. I mean, you know, I still bought tickets and I'm going to a 1045 showing on the opening evening. Uh, so obviously I'm, there's still some excitement about it. You know, it's a Star Wars movie, so I'm looking forward to it. Even after the prequels had, you know, quote unquote, let me down. I still went to see each of them on opening day and I still had a bit of excitement slash hope that this one was going to be awesome. And this is the first one that I don't have that excitement for. I'm looking forward to seeing it particularly. I mean, the thing that I'm looking forward to most is uh, Donald Glover's portrayal of Lando Calrissian. Um, the, the biggest thing that I'm hesitant about sort of, worried about is uh, Alden Ehrenreich's performance slash portrayal of Han Solo. Uh, you know, Harrison Ford's portrayal of the character Han Solo is so iconic and such a part of the pop culture landscape that um, I don't, uh, I'm, you know, I don't know if Alden Ehrenreich is, is going to get it correctly. I, in the three trailers that have been released for the film, he's the only part of it that seems like a weak link. I mean, the the the, the universe looks great. Um, it's got a sort of dark grittiness to it, the same way Rogue One did, and it's takes place about ten years before the 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 Star Wars, uh, you know, the original trilogy happened. So it's in and around that world, um, but it's approximately halfway between the, the, the prequels and the original trilogy. So it'd be cool to see that. Um, it's also, it's the first star Wars film with Chewbacca in it that Peter Mayhew is not involved in at all. Although he, he only portrayed Chewbacca in a few shots in the last Jedi. Um, you know, he's sort of the kind of the way I look at the spiritual heart of, those films, so it's a little bit bittersweet that he's not going to be in this. Um, yeah, it, there's you know there's a couple things that uh, have been standards of every Star Wars film. One is the uh, the line, "I've got a bad feeling about this," so we'll see if that's carried on in this. Uh, in the trailer, it's shown Han Solo saying, "I've got a good feeling about this," so I don't know if they're going to say that count that as saying that, which I, I, I feel is gimmicky. And then the other one is the characters of R2-D2 and C-3PO have appeared in every Star Wars film thus far. Now I know that Anthony Daniels is in this portraying a character not C-3PO. Um, and um, what with the passing of Kenny Baker, um, who knows if they're going to continue that tradition or not. Part of me hopes that they do, but, you know, this might be the time where they decide, okay, we're not going to carry this tradition on any longer. Um, yeah, um, you know, I'm looking forward to Paul Bettany's character. You know, he was, uh, uh, he replaced Michael K. Williams when they had to do reshoots, and it was originally going to be a computer-generated character. And they just went with makeup on Paul Bettany. He's a scarred human instead of a CGI character. So, you know, he is a um, 
He's a Disney company man. You know, he portrayed Jarvis and Vision in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. So um, there's a lot of crossover with Marvel actors and Star Wars actors at this point, And I'm sure it's just going to continue. Um, there hasn't been anything said about this, but um, it could... I'm kind of hoping uh, that uh, Maz pops up in this because in the force awakens it's talked about her long-standing relationship with han solo and chewbacca so we might see that in there although um there hasn't been anything said in, about the, that in the stuff leading up to this um but they've they were good about keeping some secrets with the last jedi so it might be the same thing with that. And, you know, again, anything that's, uh, this will be spoiler free. So anything that's, that I see when I see the movie today, that's a secret I won't talk about. Um, uh, it'll be interesting to see if Boba Fett is in this. I really hope he is not. I have huge hesitations about the rumored Boba Fett standalone film and I'll talk about that in another episode and really my feelings on how solo a Star Wars story goes will either um strengthen my hesitation about the Boba Fett movie or sort of relax some of those hesitations but um yeah I I mean I'm excited to see the movie but it's not I mean I was very 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 excited for The Last Jedi um you know, kind of had my heart broken by it a bunch, but there were things that I did really love in The Last Jedi, and, um, you know, I think if this was Harrison Ford in a standalone Han Solo movie, I would absolutely be excited for it, uh, but as it stands right now, I'm just, eh. So, you know, I, I, I also think I would be more excited if this was a standalone Lando Calrissian film. So, be that as it may, I'm going to go see Solo, a Star Wars story, and I'll, I'll let you know what I think about it once I get out. Alright, so I'm back. I just saw Solo, a Star Wars story. Um, it's about 1.40 in the morning, driving... Well, actually driving to my brother's house to pick up my dog, and then I'm going to go home and sleep for a little bit. But anyway, um, so I enjoyed the movie a lot more than I thought I was going to. It was a lot of fun. Uh, as I said before, this is going to be spoiler-free, and there's a couple things that could be spoiled, so I won't mention them in this. Um, yeah, there's... Uh, a couple of the things that I was worried about in this film um, didn't come up at all. Um, my biggest concern going into the movie was about uh, Alden Ehrenreich's performance. And uh, I will say, first and foremost, that was the biggest, my biggest, and really my only issue with the film. And it, it didn't ruin the film, but he's just too cheery and kind of naive uh, in this movie to really, like, there's too much distance between 
the character in this and the character that we meet in the, the cantina on Tatooine. Granted, it is 10 years in between, and Disney has already talked about doing other solo films. And, uh, I don't know, I, I think I would be more excited if they had a different actor portraying Han Solo, but they didn't ask me, so. Um, Donald Glover was great in this, um, not in it as much as I assumed he would be given the marketing. Um, the, the movie looked great. It's, it's actually, in my opinion, it's grittier looking than, uh, Rogue One was, which surprised me because Ron Howard, you know, took over for the two, Phil Lord and I, some Christopher Miller were the two directors who were originally making it and then they were let go by Disney. But, uh, yeah, it's a very gritty looking movie. Um, you know, uh, true to Star Wars form, there's a lot of new planets, new settings, new creatures that are shown. Um, I would almost say that this probably has more creatures in it than any other Star Wars movie. Um, there's, uh, yeah, it's fun. There's, there is some fan service here and there. Most of it's just mentioned rather than actually shown, which I'm fine with, um, but yeah, it, I did read a couple um, reviews yesterday. Um, I didn't mean to, but I just kind of couldn't help myself. And uh, usually with movies on that I'm going to see for this podcast, I don't read anything beforehand. But uh, unfortunately, it's Star Wars and, uh, you know, it's something I've been obsessed with for as long as I can remember, and, um, so I read a couple of reviews, and the, basically the sticking point is it doesn't, there's nothing new in it, it doesn't further the story, and, um, I think they were both written by people who weren't, who aren't huge Star Wars fans, and first of all, that's sort of the point of these movies is they're supposed to be their own self-contained stories, um, that don't necessarily further it, Although they do, you know, Rogue One and this both touch on some elements that uh, have to do with the main story. So, um, you know, uh, we got to see some new troopers, uh, some new ships. There was there was uh, less of an Empire presence in this than uh, in Rogue One, for sure. Um yeah, there were a couple, uh, couple characters that I didn't really care about, but that's okay. Um, uh, you know, most of the, most of the actors were great in this. Um, I really liked, uh, his first name is Junus. I don't know how to pronounce his last name, but the gentleman who's taken over the role of Chewbacca from Peter Mayhew did a great job, and the, it was cool to see sort of the early stages of the relationship between Han Solo and Chewbacca. So, um, yeah, it was a lot of fun. I'm, I, I basically, I, I plan on seeing it at least twice before 
this first viewing, I was like, I'm probably only going to see it twice, but I could see myself seeing it at least, at least a couple more times. So at least three times, um, it did feel a little bit long, but it was also, I had worked another 11 hour day today before seeing it. So, um, I would imagine I'm going to see it again this coming week and we'll see if having a, a full night's sleep when it's on a not so busy day, if the movie still seems long. Um, the set design is great. Um, it, uh, you know, a lot of cool looking stuff in it. And, uh, yeah, it was fun. Again, my only real complaint, and it wasn't as terrible as it might've been, but Alden Ehrenreich is the weak link in the Han Solo movie. It just didn't, to me, didn't feel like Han Solo. It just felt like a character walking through this story and walking through this world. And yeah, but, uh, that's, that's minor. I would give Solo a Star Wars story an 8 out of 10. So, uh, yeah, hopefully you go and check it out.